Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, Facebook, YouTube, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? I know we're at a different time than usual uh, tonight. Getting on here a little early compared to uh, normal Thursdays. Normally we're on at 7. But tonight, uh, immediately following our show, uh, Dustin Nichols is doing a little tournament recap with some guys from the... uh, saltwater tournament this past weekend so be sure to tune in to that at seven central eight eastern uh but we got a cool show tonight with the creek crawler himself mr brian slayton in the house uh good dude man got to meet him down at tennessee a couple weeks ago uh fished his first ever kayak fishing tournament ended up taking home a fifth place finish i think it was cash to check all that good stuff so uh yeah man drop in the comments where you guys are tuning in from and uh looking forward to uh chatting with brian tonight if you guys got any uh questions as we're going along feel free to drop them in the chat we'll get them answered for you folks uh we got matt lintzman in the house what's up brother hope you're doing well chris slifka the slifka's in the house tuning in on the old youtubes so uh, let's get the man of the hour in the house, uh, Mr. Brian Slayton. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? You know, just uh, living the dream. Just, uh, you know, 
snuck down to the little river here and uh, caught a couple smallies before I jumped on a podcast. So did some bank beating. Yeah, life is good, bro. Life is good. It's always so, a good time. Heck yeah, man. I know you're no stranger to uh, fishing the small creeks and rivers and stuff like that. So we'll get into that. But, uh, you know, first off, man, let's get a background on you, man. Who you are, how you got into fishing, and then we'll kind of segue into uh, why you started YouTube because you got a pretty big, popular YouTube channel, which is cool. And uh, definitely want to touch on that. And you're new to the kayak fishing itself. So definitely want to hear about the trials and tribulations on that one, brother. So <laughs> definitely. Uh, my name is Brian Slayton. I'm a bank wade fishing, kayak fishing angler in the state of Ohio, focused mainly on Southern Ohio. Been doing it for a very long time. Uh, probably in my younger teen years, I started doing it by myself when my mom was comfortable with me walking for miles and rivers and creeks <laughs> on, my, on my lonesome. But uh, started out in the creeks and rivers and pretty much haven't left the bank since. But I did start getting a kayak this this past year or so, really starting to dabble in the kayak fishing and it feels really nice touching places that you really can't touch from the bank. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or, or having to wade three miles to get to or, you, right? <laughs> Hey, it builds up the leg muscles, all right? I can... yeah. <laughs> so now when, I, I'm, when I'm out portage in a kayak, it's a little bit easier on me. <laughs> sure. I mean, you could probably uh, bench 50 pounds, but leg press, <laughs> leg press 400. I get it. Yeah, I understand, it's like 600 dude. or something at this point. A lot. <laughs> got some miles on those legs bro oh man it's i enjoy it i think it's a cool way to get intimate with uh the outdoors is getting in the water and really coming up being up close and personal with the fish that you're chasing you can learn a lot from these fish when you're when you're fishing clear water systems fishing shallow water you can really learn how these fish react and just the way their lifestyles are in the creek and you can really apply that to other other water bodies around sure really cool i love it no, I dig that, man. I mean, you know, as fishermen, we should always be trying to learn one new thing every trip out, you know, and like you're talking about, dude, fish, uh, fish is, you know, natural, uh, you know, habitat, what they're doing. Uh, I'm missing the word. <laughs> Ecosystems. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you know, just behaviors behaviors that's it you know it's it's been a rough day bro <laughs> but uh yeah i mean to to learn the nature of what those fish are doing in a creek or a river system i mean that could be applied to where you can't see them in a in a dirty body of water or something mm -hmm. like that you know yeah. or or when the water's high and running you know dirty obviously you got some areas that you know where they're they're probably uh you know hanging out for sure yeah, and just understanding the aquatic ecosystem on another level. What's up, Reagan? Just understanding the aquatic ecosystem on another level and being able to know what fish like to be around. And when you're fishing clear water, shallow water systems, you can apply that knowledge to those bigger bodies water, big lakes, big rivers. When you, when you take that microscopic view from a creek and really apply it to a larger system, you can be you can start to become really effective in other places and other bodies of water. No, I feel that, dude. I've I've spent a lot of time on creeks and rivers, mainly fly fishing for trout. And it 
done the same things you're talking about, dude. Like, yeah. all right, I know, like, typically a, a truck's going to hang here on this seam, things like that. Yeah. And uh, I've applied that to, you know, because in, in southwest Wisconsin, we got these little chalk streams loaded with trout which are fun but i've applied taken my knowledge from that and applied it out west on like the colorado river the blue yeah. river things like that like world renowned huge mm-hmm. clear water fisheries you know which is pretty cool yeah because the thing is what what you're pursuing the species you're pursuing they're going to relate to the same stuff no matter where they're at and yeah. once you can start to figure out that pattern of what different species like what they don't like you know, you can really, really have a lot of success anywhere you go on the planet, really. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I mean, that's how I figured out how to catch smallmouth on the river, you know. is uh, Yeah, it's, a, it's the same, it's the same techniques. Yeah, just fishing for trout. It's just that smallmouth are like bronze trout, basically. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I mean, pretty much so. I mean, that, that that's what I'm going to call them from now on, bronze trout. I like bronze that. Trout. I like that. That's a good name. <laughs> Uh, uh, Matt Lintzman is asking, have I fished the Brule up north? Not the Brule. Uh, I've fished the Blue River in uh, Colorado. It goes through uh, Silverthorn there. And it's a blue ribbon uh, rainbow stream and natural. And what it is is they got freshwater shrimp coming out of the Dillon Reservoir Ooh. flowing into that river. And they just chomp on them, man. And Oh, man. One of my biggest brown trout I've ever caught in the river came from there and uh, and rainbow trout, actually. That rainbow I caught was probably six, seven pounds. I mean, it was huge. Jeez. Huge, dude. We got freshwater shrimp in Ohio, believe it or not. It's funny, man. Like, I was just reading something. Uh, somebody was posting that they figured out there was freshwater shrimp in uh, in a river or something close to here, and they were catching fish on a shrimp pattern uh yeah, we walleyes, have, i think it was or something you know what's funny is um nico bates makes a little shrimp okay and i was throwing it in the river down here by my house and i end up catching i think nine species on a, nice. on a soft plastic shrimp that's cool because right downstream we have the ohio river the hocking river is where i live and it flows into the ohio river and right at the mouth of the ohio river there's these things called a grass shrimp and they okay. come up into the river and uh, they're about like an inch long little clear shrimp but it's really mm-hmm. cool and not a lot of people realize that we have freshwater shrimp and you got to thank those fish well, they're probably chomping, are, dude. yeah they're chomping and when they're growing up you know when those fish are getting bigger they know they know what a shrimp looks like they remember that sure 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 yeah i mean it's like uh lobster to us you know shrimp shrimp is the lobster for the the fish you know what i mean like that special treat you only get once in a while because it's so damn expensive i mean yeah when you got the chance to do you got to eat it exactly exactly i love it dude i love it you don't pass up the surfing turf yeah and if you do you get slapped like what is wrong with you bro (laughs) i love it man so i mean you got a big youtube channel it's called the Creek Crawler, obviously. And uh, like, how did that all start, man? Yeah. So um, I was in the Navy from 2012 to 2016. And I got home and moved to Southeast Ohio. I'm originally from Southwest Ohio, lived, born and raised on the Great Miami River. 
Um, once I completed my service for the Navy, I came to Southeast Ohio to go to school at Hawking College. Um, some of you guys that are listening may know who John B. is. Yep. He went to Hawking College, and I came here this semester that he left. Okay. And, um, you know, he was doing his thing, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. So I picked up my camera. I was like, I, I'm watching these people catch fish. I'm like, man, I can do this. So I started a YouTube channel, I think, around the end of 2018, I want to say. Some of those beginning videos are just like cringy, but you, you know, you learn, you learn how to make a nice video, you know, you, you figure out how to make stuff flow and something enjoyable. And I've been doing it for a few years now and it's, it's grown to a pretty cool, pretty cool place. And it's given me a lot of opportunities in the fishing industry. No, it's super cool, man. And, uh, I've been watching some of your stuff. Obviously I saw the, uh, the video from when you uh fished the tournament down there with us in tennessee yes. and um no it's good stuff man and i think too like i love that you bring a, a real aspect to it and it's uh educational at the same time man you try to yes i love you, i love teaching people how to catch fish i love showing people how to catch fish um that's what we have to do as anglers i think it's our duty to provide a service for people to really, really develop a care for the waterways and our resources. And I think that's the best way to do it is when you get somebody on a fish, you can really change somebody's life. It really, it really can happen. Absolutely, man. A hundred percent, especially the young ones, man. Like, you oh, know, yeah. I talk about it all the time on here and they're too busy doing this thing now, looking at the yeah. phone <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And it's great, man, because I I know a couple guys right now that have like young young boys, and uh, they've approached me. They're like, "Hey, my kid is watching YouTube fishing videos nonstop. Like, what should I get him? What should I do? <laughs> Where could I go?" And like, you know, I'll you spill the beans. Get him one of these right here, and then you take him to the river and start making videos with him. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But it, it it's cool to see that. You know what I mean? But I think too like you said like you know showing them the right the right ways in um taking care of the rivers or waterways you know whether you know they're lake fishermen creek fishermen you know big river great lakes salt water whatever it may be you know like relaying to them that you need to you know take care of the the ecosystem so to speak so that way mm -hmm. their kids and their kids yeah. kids can you know catch catch fish for generations to come man yeah just being being teaching everybody to be good stewards of the landscape and just really bringing a light to conservation and showing people why we love this resource and really just trying to grow that grow that team as much as possible because at the end of the day when we're going for laws and policies and regulations and stuff that affect our waterways i think we need the biggest team possible absolutely absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. um what's been your uh biggest struggle you think with uh you know youtube so to speak hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply biggest struggle is just trying to relay that message of sharing knowledge but not being too specific um i am so guilty of doing it right doing from the beginning like i didn't realize how many people were going to be hurt from videos that i made and i and it was it was not meant to be it was not any malice involved i was just making videos i enjoyed it thoroughly and uploading videos and for some reason some people were being very getting very upset with me and I kind of learned how to just forget that and just do what I love to do and just sharing my passion no matter what because if I have 90 people that love what I do and I have two people that really don't care I don't it doesn't bother me anymore and I used to get uh, I used to be affected by that and if you if you're showing people the world your passion um, there's going to be people that want to follow you and those other people really don't matter. So sure. just trying to just trying to maintain that balance of not really being affected of what the people that don't matter that their voices, you know. I'm gonna guess because I've I've heard a lot about these Ohio folks get bent out of shape when you go film in a fishing spot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or take a you photo know. or something like that. Dude, in obviously we got some guys on paddle and fin that are from Ohio and like that's the biggest yeah. thing. Like, I know we did a, a a live stream tournament right at the beginning of COVID. And uh, one of our guys was like, well, my spot to fish is like the GMR, right? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to get so much heat for this. And I'm like, you really care what other people think about like yeah. that, you know? And he's like, no, you're right, you know? And it's it's the same thing, man. Like, I've, I've gotten heat over that for the over the years for posting videos and stuff of where I'm fishing or what I'm catching them on or yeah, because I'm doing this rig or whatever that may not be well known. Like some, some of the trolls need to get over them. Yeah. Bro. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an unfortunate thing. Um, I don't, I don't get the possessive aspect of public lands. Right. Public lands are meant to be shared with everyone. Sure. Um, and people, there are some people, out there that just think it's their landscape and it's that's if you want to if you want a community to, to grow and thrive and an industry to grow and thrive i don't i the possessive aspect of of our rivers and creeks and streams and lakes it just it doesn't make sense to me well and it's funny too because you talk about like conservation and things like that and a lot of times those knuckleheads are the ones leaving their trash on the bank yeah and like stuff like that dude and it's like dude you're gonna give me a hard time for putting up a video from fishing in this spot. But like, you're leaving a bunch of trash over here, dude. Like yeah. what the hell is wrong with you, bro? And then, and then, you know, who gets the blame for that? I get the blame for that. People will be like, Hey man, all these people down here, watch your video. They're trashing the place. I'm like, yeah, right. I, it's like, do you want to blame me for the deer population too? While you're, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, like my I mean, buddy didn't shoot a turkey. A creek crawler recorded a video on smallmouth in the river. 
<laughs> do you think do you think like knowing that when you first started out that kind of held you back from like your creative ways with your YouTube channel and like yeah the way you filmed and like where you filmed and what you filmed? Well, to be honest, I want to create a content to where it's conscious. Um, I understand people will be like, oh, you're in my spot. I don't, that doesn't bother me no more. Sure. I want to, obviously I'm going to have spots that I want to, I want, you know, I don't want a lot of people in, you know, if that makes sense. And there's a way you can make a video to where the only people that are going to know where you're at are the people that already fish it hardcore anyway. You have to have that, you have to have that survey or knowledge to really watch one of my videos and be like, Oh, he's here. And even, even at that point, like, are you going to be fishing like me? Like not everybody's going to come with that same pressure. If that makes sense. Sure. But yeah, it definitely, it definitely impacts your creative, your creative um, mode when you're trying to make a video and stuff and people are just sending, I got nasty messages, Brian. It was unreal. The stuff I was getting on um, Instagram and stuff. And I just couldn't believe it. And I was just, it really just left a bad taste in my mouth, but you know what? It's over with now and I'm moving forward and I'm just going to make videos how I want to make videos. And that's how it's going to be. Good for you, man. Good for you. No, I mean, I, you know, I could kind of relate when I started the podcast and stuff, I was always weary of what I'd say or Mm -hmm. what I would do or some of the topics and people and things we would uh, talk to or talk about. You know, because I was worried what the the rest of the, you know, my peers would think or say. And, you know, at this yeah. point, I just don't really care. <laughs> hey, you know you what I mean? You can't make everyone happy. Right. This is something I've come up with. You can't make everyone happy, but you can be happy for everyone. So when someone's doing something that they love to do, why can't you just be, like, happy for them? You know, this world is just so crazy. And <laughs> this dude says, stop fishing my spot. <laughs> I've probably been there, done that. That's but uh... <laughs> That's uh, Matt Sowers in the chat. What's up, Oh, brother? it's Matt? Yeah. <laughs> stop yeah. Fishing my spot. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, dude, just in a world that's just so crazy right now, and you see someone smiling with a, with a bass on Facebook, and – you see people in the comments just blowing them up like, hey, you're in my spot. I'm just like, man, come on now. Yeah, right. Let's, let's right. be better than that. Let's, let's, I missed let's, the sign uh, with your that. name on it when I pulled into the parking lot, bro. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. My bad. Last time I checked, I bought a fishing license and I'm allowed to be wherever I want in public. That's just it, too, right? Like, I mean, let, let's be real, right? There's a, there's a common etiquette, you know, like obviously you're not walking up and fishing shirt as with it yeah you're showing up fishing an empty spot like because i've had guys do that where i'm on the water in a kayak or a boat and they pull right up next to me dude i'm like hey bro you might as well just tie off you know let's let's fish together (laughs) well you're fishing my spot you're fishing my like dude oh my god see and that's the thing we have to turn this we have to turn this bad this bad image around and turn it into an educational one we can sure. really, we can, we can move that energy into be into being something productive and, and just educating people on the fact of just the basic fishing etiquette. Well, and that's just it too, right? Like normally, I, like I, I don't get pissed off or, you know, do any of that crap. Like, cause especially since, since COVID, right? Like when COVID started, everybody got outdoors, 
yeah. a lot of new people came into the sport of fishing, exactly. kayaking, kayak fishing, things like that, because that's all there was, was to get outside, right? So I yeah. kind of approach it differently and I'm like, hey man, how you doing? You know, I'll start up a conversation and, you know, try to approach it that way. I mean, granted, you're always going to get that old grumpy guy that's stuck in his ways and thinks yeah. he's right no matter what you say to him, but you know, approach it that way and yeah. uh, just try to educate them, like you said. And yeah. it, it prevents those uh, huge there's arguments on the water. Yeah. yeah, there's bad interactions. And my favorite thing to do is when people do that to me is just lay the wood on as many fish as possible because they'll eventually, they eventually oh, yeah. just get mad at me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've done that I've... multiple times where these people will just come up elbow to elbow. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I just start slaying the fish and they're like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I've, I've done that before on the home lake here. And it's like somebody will see me catch a fish and I'll see him drifting in, in the distance and they'll see me land it. And next thing you know, they get a little closer and a little closer. It's like one of those little, little scary. It's like one of those little scary videos you watch where it's like all of a sudden they're just like in your face. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like the strobe lights in the distance and like you see him get closer, closer, closer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness uh facebook user i don't know if this is mad or not but he says a lot of people are new now and if we can help them then maybe they'll educate someone and i i completely agree with that that's the best yeah, way to absolutely. go about it it's know? a snowball effect you know sure sure i mean it, it's like finding a good bait right you tell one mm -hmm. buddy he tells two buddies those two buddies tell three of their buddies and then those three of their buddies you know are word spreads you know yeah um, exactly I think that's it. Like for some of us that have been in the uh, fishing realm for a while and uh, you know, we've learned a thing or two, like that's the best thing you could do. Don't be a jerk off about it. Just, just yeah. try to talk to somebody and, and help educate them. You know, if you're going to, you can be decent to someone, be respectful. Um, nine times out of 10, if you're like, Hey man, I appreciate if you give me a little bit more space, they're probably going to move and just start that conversation off the right way. And I think, yeah. The world would be a better place because of it. And the banks, if not, too. If not, jack six fish in front of them. Yeah, if not, rip some lips in front of them, and they'll get the message. You start Dude, taking there is not a better feeling, right? There's not oh, a better gosh. feeling when somebody moves in on you. Like uh, I, That happened to me last summer, dude. I was spot-locked fishing these deep underwater trees, and I'm just laying into them left and right. And like I said, that boat kept moving in, moving in. And then finally, like I jacked like three or four fish and they finally were just like, I don't get it and left, like yeah. took off. And I just sat there and laughed to myself for about a minute. Yeah. But you Man, know, that was it, like it was like a, like that at Dale Hollow when we were fishing that tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys ran into some boat guys, right? Oh man, I, I was in a spot where I was like, There's no boats gonna come back here. Sure enough, there was one boat that came back here, he seen me and like turned around and left. I was like, Awesome, that's pretty cool. Sure. There's this one boat that was like on my tail all day long. And like, I don't know if we want to talk about the tournament now or later, but yeah, yeah, it's a good segue, man. Go into yeah, it. Definitely. Like, um, like an hour left, like the second day, there's a boat, like he was fishing in my hole and I was just like, whatever. Like he fired up his engine. You can hear it in the video. He's like, Whoa! just starts it up. I'm just like, Oh God. And I ended up catching like three fish in the next 30 minutes, like right behind them. It was so awesome. That's oh, great. Oh, gosh. That was hilarious. 
Well, there was a, well, let's talk about this, right? Cause like you're new to kayaking, kayak fishing. You've always been a, a Creek guy wading, bank fishing, things like that. But this year you decided to get into the kayak. What, what kind of was that deciding factor, man? Being able to just, like I said earlier, reach those places that I couldn't really reach from the bank. Cause if you want to be legal, you got the navigable waterways on your side and you can really get into those places that you can't you can't reach from the bank. Sure. And just I wanted to get into it and I wanted to dabble on the tournament scene a little bit because I thought I would be able to do pretty good um, from all the experience I've gained from the bank. And it's translated over to the kayaking pretty easily. And it's it's a blast. Kayak fishing's cool. I'm not a pro at it by no means, but I just picked up that old town PDL one oh six pedal yep. drive this past spring or just a few months ago actually at the uh at the columbus fishing expo mm-hmm. i think or since yeah the columbus fishing expo the big one and uh <laughs> got it from strictly sailing kayak it's a kayak um, company down in cincinnati they have tons of kayaks but i uh, picked it up from i think the guy's name is brian the brian he's the owner there's a bunch of brian's everywhere you got you mine my name's hey, brian man. you know brian's hey. in the fishing world they're just badasses they just I mean, yeah they're just hammers just right <laughs> <laughs> no but i picked it up and holy smokes man going from like i had a little pelican like nine and a half footer just to like get in and see sure and uh i got into it and i started i caught like one of my first ever outings in the little pelican i caught a like 20 and a half inch like just tank of a large mouth nice and i was like man this is pretty cool so i was like <laughs> i'm gonna start saving up i sold a couple things and i was like i'm gonna step up to the big leagues and i got that pdl and i'm like this is way nice like just, i can stand up in it i couldn't stand up before i can stand up look around and that was key fishing at dale hollow is standing up and like looking around for isolated cover sure oh goodness it was it was on from there and this little it's like 10 and a half. One of six is 10 and a half. Yeah. 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 10 and it's, a half. Footer. It's awesome, man. It's super sturdy, super sturdy, stable. Tracks nice. Brian Tacey is the owner. Yeah. Brian. He's a cool dude down there, strictly sale in Cincinnati. We got a, a question in here, real quick, man, not to stop you, but uh, William is asking uh, when's the next small jaw tournament? So the small jaw brawl is a tournament that some local guys started here in Ohio. Some of you guys know Ryan Dahl or Jason Myers. Yep. Um, they started a cool little tournament in Ohio and it's a bunch of bank fishermen, kayak anglers. There's even a dude that participated. That's got a freaking jet boat. Nice. I mean, <laughs> he goes down the river doing like 90. I'll never do that, but <laughs> it's a small jaw. It's a small mouth tournament. It usually went for a month, uh, went for like a month or so, but I think they're going to do it in the fall. Okay. Right on. Right on. Well, that, that, uh, PDL one Oh six, man, like that's what, uh, I brought one of those down to Dell hollow and we put, uh, uh, Shane Lamont's wife in that. that yeah. Boat. I seen that. I seen that. And, uh, she kicked his ass. Just want to mention yeah. that, uh, yeah. because we are still continuing to give Shane a hard time. Mr. Uh, Mr. Big wig sponsored by motor guide and bonafide got his butt kicked by his wife yeah uh, who's never fished a kayak tournament so just want to bring that up but uh you know she she loved that thing man like i've never been in the 106 i've been in the 120 and i've been in the predator 
uh by old town but dude yeah great little boats man great, great bro. and i wanted boats. to get it so i can get into the, like the little creeks and rivers around my house and it's literally perfect it's perfect do you struggle at all with like uh because like their drive when it's down it's it's a fixed down so have mm-hmm. you like had any issues with that or are you when you're going to some of your spots are you having to pop that up and paddle some yeah you can pop it up shell? real easily or i just ordered a insert oh okay so now if i go to a shallow creek i don't even take my pedal drive i'll just put the insert in that's there right. latch it down and now i just have a regular paddle kayak yeah that's kind of cool that's what i've always liked about them they've they've kind of done that for a while with their pdls where you could just get a that cover that f- yeah. fills that hole in the hall man which is cool yeah I, I just got it like a week ago i ordered it from canada it took forever to get here but uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> i was like guys i'm fa-. i was like man when's this thing getting here it's in like almost a month they're like it's coming i was like all right just Customs, finally got bro. it Customs. yeah that's but problem. it's cool it's easy it's easy to pull that uh drive out and it locks into place like when you pull it up it just yep. locks there so you yep. can go over like your shallow runs and stuff like that um pretty easily no super cool man super cool what do you think has uh been your uh biggest learning curve getting into the kayak biggest learning curve learning how to position yourself in the water for your casting okay um especially like in moving water uh like where you want to face because you got the current going against you stuff like that and then even on the big water i was having problems with like boat wake and trying to get adjusted to like other people on the water pushing me around sure because i try to go across dale hollow when he was down there and these dudes are doing like 100 miles an hour and these wakes are like three foot and i was surprised i was like all right this is the day i'm going to test it during a tournament let's go so i went across <laughs> i went across and these like three three foot wakes man were hitting me and i was like oh my goodness this is actually stable so i was like i'll keep going so i just kept going and yeah just just all the dynamics that are like that hit you when you're in a kayak as opposed to being on land sure 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 i can see that man i mean it, it it's especially when it's uh something you're not used to you know it's it's something that uh you got to get accustomed to and kind of figure out where you want all your stuff and things like that and not yeah, only that, that but like how far your boat can go you know yeah and uh another cool thing is just learning all the accessories yeah. when we were down there the first day i was having a lot of difficulties with my net like pulling okay. my net out of the back it would like hook onto my rods and the guy who owns eastport marina yeah he took me to his shop saturday night and he's like i got something cool and I attached a little, little, just a little gadget on the front of my kayak that attaches to my pedal drive. Roto, roto grip. Roto, a roto grip. Yep. And so now my, my net is literally right in front of me. And that second day, I don't think I missed a fish in the net. Like I was nice. able to just reach it. I wasn't sitting there fumbling with my net behind me and just learning all those little gadgets that can assist you in landing fish has been pretty cool. I've added all kinds of cool little stuff to my kayak. What do you think your favorite accessory is? It'd have to be the grow to grip. <laughs> just because I can land, it's it's just something that's out of the way. Because the front of my kayak, there's nothing up there, really. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so now I have a bunch more space in the back. I can put another rod or something. Um, 
I don't know. That'd be interesting. That's an interesting tech. That's an interesting question. The rotogrip's cool, man. Just something little like that. And having a having a fish finder, I got a little Garmin 73 SV Aqua map. Nice. That's pretty cool. Um, learning that technology, learning those technologies is just there's so much to it. Well, when you're a creek guy, I mean, you know, electronics ain't are, isn't usually yeah, these, a go-to these are my thing. Electronics you know? right here, my eyeballs. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's my Garmin right here when I go into the creek. So All right, it's like four foot. Right now that uh, now that you have the kayak and stuff, are you going to start venturing out and fishing some more lakes and stuff like that, or are you just sticking so to the rivers? I, I went um went zero to sixty. So I signed up for a Hobie BOS tournament. Oh shit, son! <laughs> it's a river. I signed up for the Susquehanna um, okay. tournament. I I know lot. one of our guys right now, Sean Lowry's on the Susky, and he just sent a photo in the group chat here, and it oh, looks like goodness. a good good eighteen incher. Let me see if I could get this to pop up on the screen. Dude, I'll, I've been uh, watching Susky videos like on repeat. <laughs> Just the Susquehanna man is a is a smallmouth haven, you know. I cannot um, wait. I'm so stoked to go. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. I got. It. Boom. John Lavery doing work, son. Out on the Susquehanna oh, yeah. right now. That's a oh, good one. Oh, what a lucky dog, dude. I love so, those markings. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful fish. But the Susky man is just so well known, especially among kayak anglers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um just because it's it's a does have deep parts, don't get me wrong, but the, a lot of shallow rock and and just the the size of the smallmouth in there are just so yeah. healthy. Everyone's so telling healthy. me it's like a great Miami River on steroids, so I'm ready to go. Nice, nice. So in Ohio, what's what's your favorite uh, body of water to fish? Ah, oh, man, everything brings something to the table. Um, the Great Miami River is probably one of my favorite. If I want to go catch a big smallmouth, I'm going to the Great Miami River. Hands down, it's probably one of the best inland rivers we have to offer. But going to the Ohio River and targeting hybrid striped bass, I don't know if you like hybrid striped bass. Oh, who doesn't? Uh, I was about to say, like it's the it'd be a it'd be a tough choice between a hybrid, a big hybrid, and a big smallie. Like those two fish right there. Anywhere I can tangle with those two, I'm, I'd love to go. I like it. I like it, dude. What uh, what's uh, what's kind of your go-to uh, bait for fishing uh, in Ohio for smallies? Um, I got a couple. Actually, I have some right here with me. I'm actually going to show you the ones that I use at Dale Hollow, but it's the same concept here. Um, so I've been using these little soft plastic leeches. Oh, okay. Just on a little football head. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been absolutely phenomenal for me this this entire early spring. Just this little leech, a little trick worm. That's what I called them all on Dale Hollow, too. This exact, exact same thing. Who makes that? This is a, a Nico Bates. Okay. This is their magma leech, so it's got that nice stretchy material, so it lasts a long time. I think I used one leech the entire tournament while I was down there. <laughs> nice. But then I'm also a fan of little swim baits. 
in the rivers and creeks. This is a little Kitec 3.3 fat impact. And this is, the, this is the exact one I saved. This is the one from Dale Hollow. I cut it off my line because I was super stoked to <laughs> place up in the top five with this. But it, it's a little Kitec football head. I like football heads recently. Just dragging little football oh, heads. Little swim bait like that. But I'm also a huge, huge fan of topwater. If I can find a topwater bite, I love walking baits. Just any kind of walking bait. Any kind of walking bait going across the surface, just getting crushed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jerk baits, too. Jerk baits are awesome. I love a bunch of stuff. I'll be honest. I have a, I'm pretty comfortable with a lot of baits. But little swim baits, little soft plastic trick worms like this. And obviously the little Helgramite I use a lot on my channel. Um, are just phenomenal baits and i can go around and catch pretty much anything on those i just dropped the the link to the nico baits in the uh into the chat there for you guys okay. that are, are interested in checking those out plus uh if you guys are listening on the podcast later uh after the live uh all this stuff will be in the show notes as well for you guys to check out um i did i forgot to mention it i think but i did post uh the link to uh brian's uh youtube channel as well if you guys want to check that out yeah and if you use code crawler 10 you can get 10 percent off anything on the nico uh that website right there nice i'll put that in here Crawler 10 we gotta make you look good bro <laughs> um but no, that's super cool, man. Like I, for the longest time, like I, I used to be a power fisherman and then like I got into the finesse game and I like, I have not turned back, dude. And like one of the things I wanted to learn when I got into finesse fishing was a shaky head and it's pretty much the same as that football head, bro. Yeah. And it's like, I, I have a hard time putting it down and fishing something else just because I catch fish, you know? The, the thing is with finesse techniques, <clears throat> It's like a year-round thing, you know? Like, any anywhere you go, a finesse technique is going to catch fish. You, you got to be obviously cognizant of, like, the structure and stuff you're fishing around. But I was able to get away with these little techniques at Del Hollow. And I use them a bunch in the rivers and creeks here in Ohio. And you can stick a lot of good fish with some, just with some finesse techniques. Takes a lot of patience, though yeah for sure that's for that's sure. one thing you gotta learn real quick as a as a power fisherman you know you're buzzing through stuff when you tie on a little like a little trick worm or something you really got to start dissecting cover and stuff down really slow and i was freaking out during that tournament kind of i had like an hour left and i and i needed to get one more fish for my limit on sunday and i was like man we got an hour left and like i literally fished like one section of like 30 to 40 yards in that one hour with that finesse worm and I, I was able to catch my limit and upgrade two fish nice so yeah just learning that patience and learning and just understanding that you're going to catch fish you just got to be slow and i know that goes against everything tournament english probably are are brought up to learn but not necessarily man like i always tell everybody man like all you need is five good bites you don't yeah. have to catch 30 fish in a tournament. You just need yeah. five, yeah. you know, and you never know when that's going to be. Like there's so many times where I've heard in tournament scenarios, just as you're talking about, man, I needed one more fish and bam, got it or needed an upgrade. And in the last 
minute and a half of the tournament, guys are yeah. getting it, you know? Yeah. Literally, it was like five minutes before the tournament up, was up, and I upgraded like a quarter or a half inch. And uh, it was just crazy. It was a crazy time. I, I loved it so much, enjoyed it so much. You guys put an awesome, awesome tournament on down Del Hollow. I can't wait to go back. We'll be there next year, bro. I know. I'm, I'm already itching to go again. <laughs> I'll meet you down there. Uh, I'm always me and my buddy stayed at Eastport Marina. Uh, was it last last summer? We went in the summer. It was super tough fishing, but we stayed in that walleye right there, Eastport Marina. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The walleye point, I believe it's called. Yep. Yeah, we stayed there. Those cabins were phenomenal. Yep. Super affordable too, man. A trip down to Del Hollow costs nothing if you go with a couple dudes. Right. 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 Yeah, and they got some. They got some pretty badass cabins. I mean, the those ones you're talking about, those are kind of on the smaller side, and then they got even bigger ones, man, which is nice, you know. Yeah. Um, I know this year we stayed in uh, the ones up by the barn, dude, and they were just beautiful, and it was perfect for us, you know. It was but, awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad I got to go. A lot of things happened before, like a week before the tournament, and I was just super stoked that I was able to join you guys. Well, and you came out in the top five, bro. Like you, you cashed a check it. and all that <laughs> stuff. You, you got a little emotional on me as I handed you your oh, check, man, which was, yeah, which was rightfully so, dude. Like, let's yeah. let's talk about that, dude. Because, I mean, did when you got back to checking, did you have any idea where you were sitting? So, I want to explain my emotions first because there was a group of guys that was telling me that I had no business even going down there. And that struck a chord with me because I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down there and prove these dudes wrong. Okay. I went down there and did it. And I was like super pumped. And like my wife and my daughters were watching at home. I told them to get on and be like, Hey, watch, watch the live that they're going to do, you know, for the Dale hollow. I think I did pretty good. And it was just the emotions took over. And I was like, man, this is, this is special. And when I got off day two, when it was lines out at 2.30, I was like, I was up in the top 10. I was like, man, I'm pretty sure I bagged the top 10. And I was already, like, super stoked about that. And I was like, oh, no. Then I got there, and you called the names up for the top over, like, 6 through 10. And my name wasn't up there. I was like, no way. And I was just started, like, <laughs> I was sitting in the chair. I was I was down there with Matt Davis. We, we got a little place down there. Sure. And, uh. I was like, no way, dude. My heart just started racing. I was like, this is super, this is super awesome. And I think you guys got me addicted to like the kayak tournament stuff now. So I thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> no, that's super cool, man. Especially like you said, you know, you got, uh, you got some naysayers, some doubters, and then you go out there and you uh, give it your all and you prove them wrong, dude. That's great. Exactly. That's it, was, great. it was cool. I came back, I came back with that check because there was some coworkers I had. I came sure. back for that check. I walked in the office the next day. I was like walking through the office. <laughs> I think I, I think the guy, so I told him when we went down there, I was like, I think there's like 45, almost 50 people in. Sure. And I don't sure. think one of them said I would crack like the top 30. And I was like, you know what? All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Get down there. Well, and especially too, because we had some cold fronts roll in, things like that, dude. Like the conditions weren't that great, dude. It was no. it was it was tough fishing that week for everybody. Like 
some guys got on him earlier in the week, but then like as the weekend kicked in and that cold front moved in, it, it, it really affected those fish, dude. And and not only that, like we talked about earlier, dude, there was I think 250 MLF so boats that had been beaten up that lake. Oh, for and guess what? I was oh, I was right on top of them. I got a place literally right on the boat ramp. I don't I don't even know how it was open. Because I got a place on the boat ramp, and I literally just parked my kayak right off the side of the, <laughs> the place I was living. It was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I was fishing literally behind all, every one of them. It was crazy. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Did you stick any fish in front of the pros? That's what the guys you really want to get at. Did I? I don't know. I just only the saw guy a on day two, boats. right? Yeah, the guy on day two, yeah. Yeah, the guy on day two is the one I stuck three fish in front of. <laughs> and he didn't catch one. Good for it was you. Pretty, that was pretty cool. Good for you. <laughs> That's awesome, man. man That's awesome. The, the key was that that day, that tournament was, I found water that was 60 degrees. Oh, wow. And everywhere else was like 53, 54. Sure. And I found a cove that was, I don't know why, it was just warm. I had my Garmin. I didn't even take my Garmin during the tournament because once I found the 60 degree water, I was like, well, this is where I'm going to fish the whole time. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's huge, especially in that time of year, those conditions, man. You find that warmer water, those fish are going to be a little more hungry compared to yeah. uh, the colder water, you know? Yeah, I ended up catching like five or six fish just in that little cove the whole weekend. Just in that that's little awesome. cove, I caught five or six fish. It was crazy. Caught one of my heaviest fish in practice. So I got there like Friday. I was like, I had four hours to practice. I was like, I'm going to just run out here, just use my Garmin and just try to find something. And I found some fish off some points. Then I found that warm creek. And I was like, all right, that's cool. I just took my Garmin off and put it in the car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I didn't nice. want to mess with it, man. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But super cool man well so are you uh you, you signed up for the hobie susky event what you planning on yes. fishing any other kayak tournaments this year so uh ckf cincinnati kayak fishing brian yep. the guy at strictly sale he um they run a pretty cool series i'm gonna try to go to one or two it's been super busy um i just got a new job so i'm working a lot um but i definitely plan on hitting a couple of those before i go to the susky and i think that one's in july um, couple, couple, just couple local derbies and stuff like that, and very cool. A lot of fun fishing, man. I loved, I, I just love grabbing my one rod, one reel, and hitting the creek somewhere, doing some wet wading, especially in the in the warmer months. Getting sure. in that cold creek feels great. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Any uh, big plans coming up for uh, the YouTube channel? Yeah, I'm coming up on five thousand subscribers. Um, that's a pretty cool milestone for me. Heck yeah, I'm excited. Man. I think I might do like a little giveaway or something. I do giveaways every now and then on my channel. Just to, just to show some love to people that watch my content and engage with me. So I'll probably do a little giveaway for $5,000. Um, got a really big name sponsor coming up here soon. I'll probably release that in the next few weeks once we get everything settled. But um, yeah, I've been on Team Waterland, Team Nico, Team Vance Outdoors here in Ohio, and we've been kicking butt down here. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. I like it, man. Any uh, final thoughts or anything like that before we sign off here, brother? No, I appreciate everyone 
coming in, talking, giving us some questions. Appreciate you, Brian, and the Paddle and Finn folks for bringing yeah, me man. on and, and holding an excellent tournament down there. That was that was just – now, I like, before we went down there, I was listening to all you all reminisce about past experience down at Dale Hollow, and it just really didn't do it justice. You sure. really got to go there and experience it in person. And just that landscape down there is just so awesome. And there's world-class smallmouth fishery despite me not even catching a smallmouth the entire tournament. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a world-class smallmouth fishery and it was pretty cool. We're hoping with the dates next year that the, the smallmouth fishing is a little bit better. I think all the fishing will be better next year. Yeah. With those you said you do in later April later. Yeah. 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 Uh, I could tell you the dates. I should know these off the top of my head. I want to say it's, 23rd 24th but i could be wrong yeah that's gonna be a lot better many 22nd 23rd okay yeah so yeah a few weeks after when we got there i think that'll be the bio will really be on fire the smallies will probably be moving up for the pre-spawn um getting putting their feed bags on we're probably gonna see some big fish next year I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a long way away, but it comes quick. Uh, Chris Yonks in the chat. He said, uh, CKF Cowan Lake is coming up, dude. That's a good one. Black That's blue a jig. Good one. Black yeah, blue jig. I'm telling you. I took my little pelican on C- on that CKF Cowan one. Okay. And uh, I took it on there and caught like some 12 inches. So I'm ready to redeem myself. Oh, there's bigger fish. Yeah, there is some bigger fish in there. So I just got a bait caster too, so a couple bait casting combo setups. So nice. now I'm ready for flipping and pitching. I like it. I like it. Black blue jig, dude. My favorite story from fishing Cowan Lake it was uh, me, my normal co-host Jay Randall, who uh, is probably moving furniture right now. His furniture truck finally showed up in Tennessee, and. Uh, uh one of our other hosts uh josh eldridge and uh it was a hot day dude it was like fourth of july weekend and josh had struggled to catch a fish all day and i I turned and looked at jay i was like watch this and i cast my jig and it lands like inches from josh's kayak water splashes up hits him on the elbow and he's like (laughs) what is that and i'm like watch this dude two little hops and i stuck a fish right underneath his kayak and i was like bro i told you dude he's like i'm done i'm done i'm going in i'm done oh dude he was so pissed so pissed couldn't catch a fish all day and i caught one from underneath his kayak dude he was not happy with oh me. goodness but, that's uh, awesome no that's a it's a great lake dude i i really enjoyed my time fishing there i i fished the gmr when i was out there too with uh brad hicks and all those guys man and uh dude just uh just a fun time man ohio's got some quality water i mean obviously you guys got lake erie and i've walleye fished that and stuff like that but dude uh i ohio's underrated dude it's super underrated we have a lot of opportunities that people don't realize that we have here it's a shame because that brings that brings a lot of uh economy here a lot of tourism and stuff like that and can help a lot of the local businesses for sure i know a lot of ohio guys say the fishing sucks in ohio but i'm like hey bro they're they're joking dude they're joking come to illinois come to illinois (laughs) (laughs) no there's uh good fishing everywhere you go you just got to find the right spots you know yep so 
start with the creeks and work your way out from there and you'll be all right heck yeah heck yeah man completely agree completely agree i'm gonna drop for you guys uh brian's youtube channel down here in the chat again uh go follow him subscribe to his channel um what's uh what's your socials man if anybody wants to follow you on the social medias so i got my youtube channel the creek crawler and i just started instagram a few years ago and it's the same the underscore creek underscore crawler the creek crawler on instagram as well and i just dropped that uh youtube link in the chat if you guys are listening on the podcast platforms it'll be in the show notes uh for you guys to go click and follow and uh good stuff dude i appreciate you jumping on tonight just sitting down chatting uh your journey your fishing and all that good stuff man you're doing some cool things dude and i look forward to seeing what you're doing in the future brother absolutely brian thanks for having me and have a good night man heck yeah you too everybody uh listening now uh on the live uh dustin nichols is coming up at 7 15 they're going live they're recapping one of the redfish tournaments from this past weekend uh should be some good stuff uh you know i still gotta get down there by dustin and do some saltwater fishing still oh, a bucket gosh. list thing i've never fished saltwater oh, bro believe me redfish oh goodness dude yeah they uh yeah. they he said it was pretty intense and i know uh dustin did pretty good as he usually does but uh they're going live here in the next uh 20 minutes or so on the paddle and finn uh facebook and youtube so tune in watch those guys uh go give brian a follow on the creek crawler channel uh look forward to talking to you again my friend and uh for all you boys and girls out there as always as always tight lines smooth paddle tight lines (laughs) thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on paddle and finn be sure to drop a five-star rating a thumbs up or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.